Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. In this introduction episode, we will explore the career path of the registered dental hygienist. There are specific entrance requirements to gain acceptance into an accredited program, as well as technical standards that are necessary for performing the clinical skills involved. Individuals who are looking into the field of dental hygiene should have a strong background in science and math. We will discuss the specifics of the job description that's related to the profession, strategies that you can use to determine if dental hygiene is the right career path for you, skill development that you can pursue to be successful in a dental hygiene program. We'll review the first steps you can take in making the decision to starting your educational journey into the profession. Whether you want to start with an associate's degree in dental hygiene or move on to pursue a master's degree in dental hygiene, the starting point remains the same. The first thing you need to do is take the first step. So you think you want to become a dental hygienist. So let's talk about different ways that you could look into the profession and make the determination if it's a good fit for you. You want to have a strong background in your science and math, as well as your communication and writing skills. The entrance requirements to get into any of the programs around the country is highly competitive. Your GPA does matter. Uh, Typically, you would be required to write some sort of essay, have an entrance interview if you get an acceptance, um, and you usually have to do an entrance exam. The entrance exam uh, sometimes goes by different names, but it basically is kind of like an SAT that has math, science, and English as their primary components. And the entrance um, requirements, they usually use a point system and they give you a certain amount of points based on any prerequisite courses that you've taken to get into the program. Um, And they give you a certain amount of points based on your GPA. So when you look into the requirements of a specific school, you wanna definitely take a look at the list um, and get some of your prereqs out of the way if that will help you boost some of those point scores. when you look into those schools. You wanna look at the entrance requirements for the specific schools because they do vary from school to school. Some of the other important things is to find out the class size that's accepted each year, what the application pool is like, so how many people are typically applying, so what's the competition, how competitive is it? What are the pass rates for the board exams? And is the school accredited by CODA, so it's meeting specific standards? There's definitely several different pathways to becoming a dental hygienist, but first let's talk about what the job description is. What is a dental hygienist? Some people get confused between a dental hygienist and a dental assistant. Let's talk about the difference between a registered dental hygienist and a certified dental assistant. A dental hygienist does mostly preventive services working in their own operatory, doing things like sealants, cleanings, phase one therapy of periodontal uh, treatment and works one-on-one with a patient. A dental assistant typically does four-handed dentistry working chair side with a dentist when they're doing restorative care. 
Dental assistants can also do things like coronal polishing and placing sealants. They take lots of impressions and they make things like temporary crowns. They perform a lot of duties along with the dentist chairside to make the dentistry more efficient. The dental assistant is a completely different skill set than the dental hygienist. Both of them are uh, very important in the whole collaborative effort of complete patient care in a dental office. So let's talk about the different pathways to becoming a dental hygienist. So one pathway would be to take a whole year to take your prerequisites to get into a program. And you could do that at a community college and then apply to the program knowing that the point systems would work in your favor by having good grades in the prerequisite courses. This would take you three to four years to complete by doing the prerequisites and then getting into the program. You would graduate with an associate's degree in dental hygiene. A second option would be to go to a four-year university and do four years and get a graduate degree of a bachelor's degree in dental hygiene. Your third option would be to take prerequisites for one year and then do the dental hygiene program at a community college and then transfer to a university. So you could get your associate's degree and then be working as a dental hygienist and working towards your bachelor's degree at a university. It all depends on what type of career path you wanna take down the road. But the, more, the higher your degree level is, the more options are available to you outside of the clinical setting. I will t say that in some states, there are advancements in the roles of the dental assistant and the dental hygienist. So there's certified public health hygienists that work out in, and they work under collaborative agreements with dentists and they work out in public health settings. And they perform all the same duties that a dental hygienist does in the operatory, but they're also allowed to place interim restorations and uh, silver diamine fluoride in addition to help with preventative care in alternative settings. In order to perform the duties required to be a dental hygienist, there are technical standards that one must have. Uh, the technical standards include intellectual abilities that require analysis, problem solving, critical thinking, self-evaluation, and lifelong learning skills. And hygienists must be able to learn, integrate, analyze, and synthesize data and they have to be able to have comprehension of three-dimensional and spatial relationships. Um, they have to have consistent, accurate, and quick integration of information, especially in an emergency situation, which can occur in a dental setting. They have to have functional use of all their senses, whether that's touch, position, pressure, and movement. Um, a dental hygienist must be able to observe uh, demonstration at a distance and close. They have to be able to work very close. They have to be able to uh, perform um, um, around normal and abnormal situations. They must be able to utilize tactile sense to be able to perceive and interpret vibrations associated with clinical procedures. A lot of what you do as a dental hygienist is done by feel instead of by visual um, assistance. So that is an important piece to be able to perceive and interpret vibrations. You must also have sufficient hearing in order to develop reasonable skills of per percussion and things like that. 
Uh, you have to have visual and intellectual ability in order to acquire information from documents such as charts, radiographs, uh, computer images, and other forms of delivery methods. You must have really good fine and gross motor skills. This is a really important technical standard to be able to prove perform a variety of these clinical procedures. Um, an example of an essential motor skill would include manipulation of a small object or material, uh, palpation, percussion, any kind of maneuver uh, which you consider a fine motor ability. It's really a necessary skill. As far as gross motor ability, you need to be able to do that to perform the functions such as basic life support or transfer, um, transferring a patient or the positioning of a patient, as well as your own operator position around the patient when you're um, using a dental chair. So you must be able to operate your foot and hand controls so you have those type of motor skill functions. You must also be able to have really good communication skills so that you're effectively able to communicate with patients, with peers, with coworkers, um, and guests, you know, and uh, providers. You must be able to have really good command of the language in order to be able to retrieve information from dental charts, from literature, to, you know, evidence-based care is provided. Uh, so these things are very important as far as verbal, nonverbal and written forms of communication. You must have really strong emotional health for full utilization of your intellectual abilities. You have to be able to exercise really good judgment and have really responsible association with the care of your clients and patients. If these technical standards and this job description and these entrance requirements all sound like something that works for you and that sounds like something you want to do, then select the right route that works for you. Now, whether you have an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, or a master's degree in dental hygiene, the, the pay is the same across the board. And most hygienists are paid based on experience and skills, and, and there's, a, there's definitely a range. But if all of this sounds like it's something that speaks to you, then I would go ahead and apply to a program. And, you know, there's some things that you're going to want to get together. You want to have a letter uh, of recommendation from a, a professional. You want to make sure that you have uh, an essay written and go through the interview process in a very prepared way. Most um, schools will require you to do an observation in a dental office and then and then talk about it, right? And it has to be a certain number of hours. So there's some type of um, experience in a dental office and then some reflection interpretation. Once you receive your letter of acceptance in a school, you should expect that you have to get your health clearance all in order. So you'll have to have all of your immunization records and things like that all together in a current physical. There's usually an orientation process where you attend the school, you get a tour of the facility so that you become familiar with the classrooms and the clinical settings. You'll have an opportunity to obtain some of the supplies that you're gonna need. You'll be fitted for scrubs. You'll be fitted for your PPE, your personal protective equipment, and other clinical supplies like your instruments and, and gloves, whatever's gonna fit you. 
You'll also immediately receive a program advisor and a clinical advisor. Your program advisor is the a person that is your contact person the entire time that you are a student at that school. Your program advisor helps you with any and all things to do with the program to help you be successful as you go from semester to semester. Your clinical advisor is a specific advisor assigned to you for your clinical courses. And the clinical advisor helps you with clinic specific questions. So you'll have lots of different people supporting you from start to finish of your program. That's usually how it is set up. Whether you're a glass half empty or a glass half full person, it's important to know the good, the bad, and the ugly about a profession before you embark on the learning of all of the skills and investing in uh, your education to pursue that career. Although you don't know all the pros and cons of a career until you're right in it, and everyone has a different perspective on what the pros and cons are, but I'm just gonna touch on some of the basics. So I would say, as far as the pros go, it's a very rewarding profession because you're working every day very closely in a personal space with another human being to help impact their oral health and their overall wellness. You do things like nutritional counseling and tobacco cessation and helping patients with addiction and helping them overcome some of their anxiety and fears that, that create barriers for them. Uh, so that, to me, is one of the best pros uh, to being a dental hygienist. Uh, you get compensated really well. You get paid really well for an associate's degree in dental hygiene. Uh, another pro is there's a lot of freedom and autonomy. You're a core member of a dental team, and the dental hygienist kind of runs their own soft tissue management program within the practice. So you're a leader in that um, team. Uh, there's no remote work, so you can't take your home. You can't take your work home with you. So you leave work at work. Your patients don't follow you to the house, and you're not required to do any kind of oral health care at home. Um, you can work as a temp uh, part time with absolutely no strings attached, or you could work as a part time dental hygienist, um, or you can work as a full time dental hygienist. So there's a lot of flexi flexibility with the number of hours that you work. Um, and then where you work, you can either work for a big corporation or you can work for a small family practice. So that is a pro, I think, and it, it's really whatever suits your personality. Um, there's education opportunities there. So when you pursue that bachelor's degree or master's degree, it opens up your opportunity to go into research or go into public health or, or some kind of sales position. Um, and also there's an advocacy. So there's advocacy for your profession um, to always improve and increase the scope of practice within your degree and your um, abilities. So you are supported by a national organization. And I think that's a really great pro uh, for the profession. Let's go over the cons of being a dental hygienist. And I will admit this was not an easy list for me to come up with since I love the profession so much. Uh, one of the cons is that it can be seen as repetitive or monotonous. You do repeat yourself over and over through the course of the day, and the average hygienist probably has seven to nine patients scheduled in an, in an eight-hour day, give or take, depending on the type of practice that they work in. Uh, but I will say, even though this is a con, um, 
this is all based on perspective because there are hygienists out there that do not feel like they repeat themselves because every person is different, every mouth is different, and there are a variety of procedures that are performed within a given day. So take that one with a little bit of flexibility. It's hard to find a full-time salary job with benefits because there's so much flexibility with dental hygiene and there's so many temps and part-time opportunities Finding that full-time salary job with benefits can be a little more complicated. It's not that it doesn't exist because it does, but it is harder to find. Ergonomics is a big issue for a con. A lot of hygienists over the course of time, especially working full-time, can hygiene can be hard on your body. Things like carpal tunnel, shoulder injuries, neck pain, eye problems, all of these are really associated with this profession. So it's definitely looked at as a con. You wanna keep your, um, your core strong and your work outside of the operatory very mindful to stay strong and healthy, both mindfully healthy and physically healthy. Um, the exposure to infectious disease, uh, this is why we wear PPE and we practice universal precautions and good infection pr pr uh, control but the exposure to infectious diseases is definitely a con. When you have to call in sick, it's super duper stressful. So it's hard to fill your schedule with a backup hygienist. And so to me, that's a really stressful situation to put myself in. So I looked at that as a con. Um, there's not usually just an extra hygienist kicking around to come in and see your patients. And patients get stressed out about that too. So we take ownership to that commitment that we make to our patients. Um, different offices have different policies and procedures. So it can be a little cumbersome to go from one office to another. It's not always very seamless. And it's also not very easy to move from state to state. So there is limited movement with your licensure. So different states have different rules. And so your license isn't very mobile. So I would definitely look at that as a con. It's really hard to leave a practice once you've established connections to a lot of the patients that go there. They become your family and your friends. You watch children grow up, you watch people get married, you watch people have babies. So you establish this very connected feeling in a practice. So sometimes if you outgrow a practice or the job no longer fits your needs, you still find it very challenging to leave because you're not just leaving a work family, you're leaving a community family that you've created bonds with over time. And that is definitely a con, but that's also one of the pros that I didn't mention is that connection that you um, gain over time with your patients. So there's the, you know, the pendulum swings in two different directions. So it can be really challenging to leave a job once you've established those connections with your patients. Uh, and that is probably one of the hardest things to do. So I would look at that as a con. I hope that was a good review for you on entrance requirements and what it takes to become a registered dental hygienist, some of the technical standards and acceptance process and procedures, reviewed some of the pros and cons, and really uh, your final determination of whether or not you want to embark into the field of dental hygiene is completely up to you. 
In the next episode, we'll pick up where we left off that you've been accepted into the hygiene program, and then it'll review your first steps to start off your semester on the right foot. We'll review some of the ways for you to be prepared for your first day of classes, of clinic, and how to really manage your time um, getting through the curriculum. We'll have discussion about how to get organized, how to stay organized, and what your schedule will look like. So tune in. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.